Jody, listening to the Invisible Sensei podcast. How are you? What are you up to? And why are you wearing that? Those shoes with those pants. Mm-hmm. Fashion mistake, good friend. <laughs> I thought we'd try starting unsuccessfully with a little bit of humor on this one. So, as has been my fashion the last few podcasts, I'm hoping that during my spiel, uh, a name will present itself to me. Anyway, the topic of today's podcast, our conversation, you and me, is a huge V8 vehicle trundles past with no regard to the fact that I'm doing a podcast here. (laughs) Um, Is whether or not it is possible to learn martial arts or to be influenced in your martial arts training by what we see on movies what we see on social media and as I say that out loud I realise of course that it's a moot point of course we do Uh, YouTube, uh, there's plenty of YouTube martial artists out there there's lots of stuff on Facebook and social media platforms Instagram, so on and so forth only a couple of which I'm a part of but I remember when YouTube first came on the scene uh, back in the day uh, for you crazy kids out there and the I actually even remember actually I'm going to go further back I remember when I first became acquainted with the internet and that was way back in gosh 1996 and I was uh, living in Hawaii at the time and a friend of mine put me on a computer and talked to me about a search engine I at, until 96 I'd never really even touched the computer let alone gone on the internet of course it was dial up so it was very slow but my friend he worked at a university and um, you know he him and his wife were kind enough to let me in to their office and I sat there for a couple of hours and had at my fingertips the sum total of all the knowledge human knowledge that had been accumulated up to 1996 and I was spoiled for choice I remember thinking just having at my fingertips the power to look up anything, any topic, uh, just freaked me out. It was just so big, I didn't know where to start. Um, but when I realised that I could look up martial arts, I started, and I don't think I've stopped. Prior to doing this uh, video today, of oh, this video, <laughs> prior to doing this podcast today, I was looking at videos on YouTube, and I was thinking at how much movies, television, uh, because back in my day, (laughs) that was all there was. There was no internet, believe it or not, kids. There was no, the only cell phones we saw were on science fiction movies. Uh, So we relied on books and a thing called videos and word of mouth and meeting people who had done martial arts. So the resources that people have at their fingertips you know literally at their fingertips on their smartphone is really really impressive and unheard of back in the day now is it possible to learn I don't I think that it is possible to mimic movement but I think that is important to have a base to understand what those movements are Um, having said that you know I quite often will set my iPad up and just watch martial arts while I'm doing, I don't know, 
I just have it running in the background and every now and then I'll glean something from it. There is such a fruit salad of martial arts. I mean, and, and when I say fruit salad, it's the size of, oh, you know, Texas and as high as the moon. The question is, how do you filter that stuff? How do you find stuff which is applicable and not just kind of blindly feed yourself, I guess, emotional, mental junk food? For my generation, I can remember when there was no internet. Uh, and I was kind of a young man on the cusp of the internet just kind of starting to kick off. And what had happened was it opened a world of opportunities in terms of being able to access information and structures and styles. Um, for me, my only international exposure as a young as a young man, as a as a kid, was through martial arts magazines like Black Belt Magazine, very famous from America, Inside Kung Fu, another American publication. Um, the very, very good Terry O'Neill's Fighting Arts International out of the UK. And out of Australia, they had a great publication called Australasian Fighting Arts. And it was a humble publication. It was in black and white, but my God, they had some great interviews and some fantastic material. Very, very inspiring. I, in fact, became acquainted with... Hunchy Patrick McCarthy, oh well, I didn't become acquainted with him, I became acquainted with his work through publications like that, um, learning about Shotokan and um, all these wonderful practitioners of other martial arts, Japanese, Korean, um, Okinawan, uh, Shilat, uh, Muay Thai, um, the, the Thai martial arts, and you know, you, you know, you run the gamut of all those. And how have they affected my training? Well, I suppose the first way in which they've affected my training, having all those influences, was that I watched movies like, I grew up on movies like Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. I will not mention the second one, the remake. I will speak only of Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> um, and of course, there's the, the Cobra Kai YouTube series, which to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I, I really liked what they did with it and Johnny coming back and kind of being the good guy. I like that. I like a redemption story. Um, all that stuff aside, I watched Karate Kid as a kid who came from a background of violence, family violence and um, abuse and um, all sorts of, all that kind of, I guess, for want of a better word, stereotypical childhood horror that is the benchmark of um, being where I'm from and who I am and where I come from. I don't say that with any sense of self-pity. I say that as a statement of fact, that was my upbringing. And I saw there in Karate Kid a sensei that was compassionate, was understanding, and that had... Um, a gentle spirit and wasn't plagued by the curse of false masculinity. Of course, we didn't call it false masculinity back then, but I grew up, you grew up in Polynesian and Māori culture in New Zealand. Uh, there are very ironclad, unwritten laws about how men act and what how men throw their weight around and strut around and this and that, which are not consistent with our traditional values, but you understand what I mean. Um, and so I'm seeing this guy, this um, 
Mr. Miyagi character, who's such a gentle soul, but such a fighting machine, if you believe um, the fight choreography. And, and for me, I walked away going, man, that's the kind of teacher I want. Also because I was at the time looking for father figures. I grew up with my grandparents. I was very lucky my grandfather died. I'm not, I wasn't lucky that my grandfather died. Let me rephrase that. I was lucky to have grown up with my grandparents. Unfortunately, my grandfather died at an early age and I was very, very close to him and it hit me really hard. And my grandmother, she passed away in 2002. And um, for me, they were hugely supportive of what I was doing and also hugely supportive of me doing creative as opposed to um, so-called manly things like playing rugby and league and all those sort of things weren't my thing. So getting back to what I was saying, seeing the kind of sensei that Mr Miyagi was and granted it was kind of movie magic, that's the kind of role model I wanted to have in my life. And that was my first big influence. Of course, there's Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. I mean, Bruce Lee, just his, his charisma and his dynamism, and everyone's got a Bruce Lee movie story. Um, Jackie Chan for humour in the martial arts. And then, you know, all the other uh, cheesy kung fu movies, Crouching, um, Crouching Tiger, um, was a huge, you know, was I appreciated that artistically. There's been a lot of really good martial arts movies, and martial arts have slowly become a larger part of, I guess, if you're watching watching everything from the Born Identity to, oh gosh, I mean Indiana Jones, um, short round the um, Asian sidekick. Uh, the young boy, even he managed to get some martial arts in there. A little bit stereotypical, if you're asking me, if you're asking my honest opinion. But no, it's always been there. Um, so, what informed my training was the values. And for a lot of years, um, right, and I'm not talking like in the past tense, I'm talking right up to now. People, I think, who've known me well on martial arts and not known me not so well have thought that the idea of those things are kind of well, it's sort of a little bit idealistic and that I was wrong or kind of um, dreaming to think that's what a sensei is. And for me, I think that's exactly what a sensei is. Um, I don't think, the thing that I liked about Mr Miyagi, and it's, I guess it's turning into a bit of a karate kid um, <laughs> monologue, was that he was a flawed character. Mr Miyagi was a flawed character and Daniel LaRusso was a flawed character. I was the same age. Is Daniel LaRusso, and believe it or not, I wasn't always big and bold. I was a skinny, gangly, clumsy boy who didn't really know uh, who he was or where he was from or where he was going. So I, I guess I melted with that. There's a lot of masters out there. There's probably more masters of martial arts than there is grains of sand on the beach. And it's important and you're training to find find things that inspire you, as in life. Be really careful what you expose yourself to. The influence, negative and positive, can have huge effects. I don't think that watching martial arts on YouTube or anywhere else is a substitute for actual training and having a good teacher, but I think it's a damn good training aid. I think also, too, the thing about social platforms is we allow ourselves an opportunity to connect with people that we have never in a thousand years had a chance to speak to I guess geographically it's been really hard but I know for me I've been able to reach out to some 
martial artists that I've I dreamed of training with and just to communicate to them and tell them how much they've meant to me um, and to get responses has been awesome. I don't always get responses, but hell, with all this wonderful technology, why not use it to its fullest? I mean, no, I'm coming to you live and direct from just such a device. So, in conclusion, and this has been a long one, can you learn martial arts from the movies? Well, I guess that's what you would call a real martial arts. <laughs> See what I did there? It's a wordplay. R-E-E-L rather than R-E-A-L. Yes. Yes. It's kind of a daddy joke. Um, but wherever you are, if you like movies like Ong Bak, if you like um, all those wonderful channels that are on YouTube, I mean, Jesse Encamp is kind of the flavour of the month and there's all some great some great stuff out there. Be careful what you consume too. Because I think sometimes it's really easy to have opinions about other people's opinions rather than form them yourself. Be experiential. See it as a hojondo, as a training aid. And take it with a grain of salt. Practice hard. Get in the dojo, get a good teacher, or look around until you can find one. That's the difference between being an armchair warrior and being a real R-E-E-L warrior. <laughs> yes, that was my poor attempt at humor. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Have a think on it. Keen to hear your thoughts. And until next time, I bid you adieu.